Today is the 10th day of August, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore him. Let us say together the Jubilate. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Psalms for the Tenth Day Evening Prayer Psalms 53, 54, 55 The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. All are corrupt and commit abominable acts. There is none who does any good. God looks down from the heaven upon us all to see if there is any who is wise, if there is one who seeks after God. Everyone has proved faithless. All alike has turned bad. There is none who does good, no, not one. Have they no knowledge, those evildoers, who eat up the people like bread and do not call upon God? See how greatly they tremble, such trembling as never was. For God has scattered the bones of the enemy. They put to shame because God has rejected them. Oh, that Israel's deliverance would come out of Zion. When God restored the fortunes of his people, Jacob will rejoice and Israel be glad. Save me, O God, by your name. In your might, defend my cause. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For the arrogant have risen up against me, and the ruthless have sought my life those who have no regard for God. Behold, God is my helper. It is the Lord who sustains my life. Render evil to those who spy on me. In your faithfulness, destroy them. I will offer you a freewill sacrifice and praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For you have rescued me from every trouble and my eyes have seen the ruin of my foes. Hear my prayer, O God. Do not hide yourself from my petition. Listen to me and answer me. I have no peace because of my cares. I am shaken by the noise of the enemy and by the pressure of the wicked. For they have cast an evil spell upon me and are set against my fury. My heart quakes within me, and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling have come over me and horror overwhelms me. And I said, 
Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. I would flee to the far-off place and make my lodging in the wilderness. I would hasten to escape from the stormy winds and the tempest. Swallow them up, O Lord, confound their speech. For I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night the watchmen make their rounds upon her walls, but trouble and misery are in the midst of her. There is corruption at her heart. Her streets are never free of oppression and deceit. For I had it been an adversary who taunted me, then I could have borne it. Or had it been an enemy who vaulted himself against me, then I could have hidden from him. But it is what you, a man after my own heart, my companion, my own familiar friend. We took sweet counsel together and walked with the throng in the house of God. Let death come upon them suddenly. Let them go down alive into the grave, for wickedness is in their dwellings in the very midst. But I will call upon God, and the Lord will deliver me. In the evening, in the morning, and at the noonday, I will complain and lament as he will hear my voice. We will bring me safely back from the battle waged against me, for there are many who fight me. God, who is enthroned of old, will hear me and bring them down. They never change. They do not fear God. My companion stretches forth his hand against his comrade. He has broken his covenant. His speech is softer than butter, but war is his heart. His words are smoother than oil, but they are drawn swords. Cast your burden upon the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous stumble. For you will bring the bloodthirsty and the deceitful down to the pit of destruction, O God. They shall not live out half their days, but I will put my trust in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 21, beginning at the first verse. When he had parted from them and set sail, he came straight across to Kos, and the next day to Rhodes, and from there to Patara. When we found a ship bound for Phoenicia, we went on aboard and set sail. We came in sight of Cyprus, and leaving it on our left, we sailed to Syria and landed in Tyre, because the ship was unloaded its cargo there. We looked up the disciples and stayed there for seven days. Through the Spirit, they told Paul not to go over to Jerusalem. When our days there were ended, we left and proceeded on our journey. And all of them, with wives and children, escorted us out of the city. There we knelt down on the beach and prayed and said farewell to one another. Then we went on board the ship and they returned home. When they finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Ptolemaeus, and we greeted the believers and stayed with them for one day. 
The next day we left and came to Caesarea. And we went into the house of Philip the evangelist, one of the seven, and stayed with him. We had four unmarried daughters who had the gift of prophecy. While we were staying there for several days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. He came to us and took Paul's belt, bound his own feet and hands with it, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, This is the way the Jews in Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and all the people that urged him not to go to Jerusalem. And Paul answered, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Since he would not be persuaded, we remain silent except to say, The Lord's will be done. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. For the Lord is my stronghold and my sure defense, and he will be my Savior. Therefore you shall draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation. And on that day you shall say, Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. See that they remember that his name is exalted. Sing the praises of the Lord, for he has done great things, and his is known in all the world. Cry aloud, inhabitants of Zion. Ring out your joy. For the Great One in the midst of you is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 10, beginning at the first verse. Jesus left that place and went to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. And crowds again gathered around him. And as was his custom, he again taught them. Some Pharisees came, and to test him they asked, Is it sinful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her. But Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote this commandment for you. But for the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Then in the house of the disciples, ask him again about his matter. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them, and the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to the disciples, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. 
Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Here ends the readings. O ruler of the universe, Lord God, great deeds are they that you have done, surpassing human understanding. Your ways are ways of righteousness and truth, O King of all the ages. Who can fail to do you homage, Lord, and sing the praises of your name? For you only are the Holy One. All nations will draw near and fall down before you, because your just and holy works have been revealed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Here is the reading for the Tuesday following Proper 14. We continue with the Passion of the Holy Martyrs, Perpetua, Chapter 2. Here's a summary. Perpetua, when besieged by her father, comforts him. When led with others to the tribunal, she avows herself a Christian and is condemned with the rest to the wild beasts. She prays for her brother, Dinocrites, who was dead. After a few days, there prevailed a report that we should be heard. And then my father came to me from the city, worn out with anxiety. He came up to me that he might cast me down, saying, Have pity, my daughter, on my gray hairs. Have pity on your father, if I am worthy to be called a father by you. If with these hands I have brought you up to this flower of your age, if I have preferred you to all your brothers, do not deliver me up to the scorn of men. Have regard to your brothers. Have regard to your mother and your aunt. Have regard to your son, who will not be able to live after you. Lay aside your courage. And do not bring us all to destruction, for none of us will speak in freedom if you should suffer anything. These things said my father in his affection, kissing my hands and throwing himself at my feet. And with tears he called me not daughter, but lady. And I grieved over the gray hairs of my father, that he alone of all my family would not rejoice over my passion. And I comfort him, saying, On that scaffold, whatever God wills, shall happen. For know that we are not placed in our own power, but in that of God. And he departed from me in sorrow. Another day, while we were at dinner, we were suddenly taken away to be heard and we arrived at the town hall. At once, the rumor spread through the neighborhood of the public place, and an immense number of people were gathered together. We mount the platform. The rest were interrogated and confessed. Then they came to me, and my father immediately appeared with my boy and withdrew me from the step and said in a supplicating tone, Have pity on your babe. And Hilarionus, the procurator, who had just received the power of life and death in the place of the proconsul, 
Minucius Timonianus, who was deceased, said, Spare the gray hairs of your father, spare the infancy of your boy, offer sacrifice for the well-being of the emperors. And I replied, I will not do so. Hilarianus said, Are you a Christian? And I replied, I am a Christian. And as my father stood there to cast me down from the faith, he was ordered by Hilarianus to be thrown down and was beaten with rods. My father's misfortune grieved me as if I myself had been beaten. I so grieved for his wretched old age. The procurator then delivers judgment on all of us and condemns us to the wild beasts. And we went down cheerfully to the dungeon. Then, because my child had been used to receive suck from me and to stay with me in the prison, I sent Pomponius, the deacon, to my father to ask for the infant. But my father would not give it him. And even as God willed it, the child no longer desired the breast, nor did my breast cause me uneasiness, lest I should be tormented by care for my babe and by the pain of my breasts. After a few days, whilst we were all praying, on a sudden, in the middle of our prayer, there came to me a word, and I named Dionycrites. And I was amazed that that name had never come into my mind until then. And I was grieved as I remembered his misfortune. And I felt myself immediately to be worthy and to be called on to ask on his behalf. And for him, I began earnestly to make supplication and to cry, and to cry with groaning to the Lord. Without delay on that very night, this was shown to me in a vision. I saw Dinocrates going out from a gloomy place, where also there were several others, and he was parched and very thirsty, with a filthy countenance and pallid color, and the wound on his face which he had when he died. This Dinocrates had been my brother after the flesh, seven years of age, who died miserably with disease, his face being so eaten out with cancer that his death caused repugnance to all men. For him I made my prayer, and between him and me there was a large interval, so that neither of us could approach to the other. And more, moreover, in the same place where Dinocrates was, there was a pool full of water, having its brink higher than was the stature of the boy. And Dinocrates raised himself up as if to drink. And I was grieved that, although that pool held water still, on account of the height to its brink, he could not drink. And I was aroused and knew that my brother was in suffering. But I trusted that my prayer would bring help to his suffering. And I prayed for him every day until we passed over into the prison of the camp, for we were to fight in the camp show. Then was the birthday of Geta Caesar, and I made my prayer for my brother day and night, 
groaning and weeping that he might be granted to me. Then on the day on which we remained in fetters, this was shown to me. I saw that that place which I had formerly observed to be in gloom was now bright. Dinocrates, with a clean body well clad, was finding refreshment. And where there had been a wound, I saw a scar. And that pool which I had before seen, I saw now with its margin lowered, even to the boy's navel. And one drew water from the pool incessantly, and upon its brink was a goblet filled with water. And Dinocrates drew near and began to drink from it, and the goblet did not fail. And when he was satisfied, he went away from the water to play joyously after the manner of children. And I awoke. Then I understood that he was translated from the place of punishment. Here ends the reading for today. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Save your people, O Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Lord, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when the night comes, rejoice to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Gracious Father, we pray for your holy church, 
Fill it with all truth, and in all truth with all peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where is it in error, direct it. Where in anything it is amiss, reform it. Where it is right, strengthen it. Where it is in want, provide for it. Where it is divided, reunite it. For the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Christ Jesus, inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, you have made one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold, pour out your Spirit upon all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves for your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.